Hi everyone, welcome to Miles Away podcast, the place to be to get inspired by the people around us who live away from home. Here in this podcast, you can find stories, ideas and tips about being far from your home country. My name is Farah, I am your host and this is Miles Away Podcast. On this episode, I want to welcome Alex to the podcast. He's our special guest of the day and he will be sharing some insightful stories and learnings about living away from home. Alex left his home country, Trinidad, in 2007. He lived and studied in the UK and is at the moment living in Germany. He even taught me on the podcast how to say hanging out in Trini slang. And that's called liming. Do you know that? Yeah, me neither. So I'm warning you, this session will be super interesting. So sit back, relax, and here is Alex with his story. Hey, there hey, we go. Hey, wow. <laughs> okay, good tip. There was something with my laptop. <laughs> so, how are you? Yeah, all cool. Keeping busy, counting down the days, really. Yeah, <laughs> and I you? Know. So soon, right? Yeah, yeah. So soon, I think. Um, so, really, it can happen any day now for us. Uh, but technically, on paper, we have like three weeks left. So, okay. so let's see what happens. <laughs> Wow, exciting times. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Oh. I'm actually sitting in uh, in the kids' room now. <laughs> I think oh, it's really? The, the best space for it, yeah. <laughs> From my side, it's also quite okay. It's hot right now. This is the summer months in Thailand. So it's hot and humid, but I'm enjoying every moment. Oh, I'm so jealous. It, I, it does not look like we get a summer here this year. It's so cold still. Really? I thought Yeah. You... Oh. Every day it's just such uh like storm and yesterday was hail and snow again. Oh my It's God. so crazy. The winter jackets have not been put away yet. <laughs> you know, moving here, I kind of miss the four seasons. <laughs> yeah. Like a little bit. Yeah, I, I get it a little bit, but really I'm also like an island tropical kid and I miss my constant reliable sun <laughs> i know <laughs> Three, 365 days of just the same weather <laughs> exactly oh. okay hey thanks thanks for doing this and for putting up with these whole technical things um <laughs> and uh, i actually just wanted to ask you some more questions uh to follow sure. up what you shared with us last time um yeah Marcus, sure right um so when we had that session on Instagram, you mentioned something about, you know, home is where you make it, which sounds beautiful. But do you mind sharing what, what that really means to you, actually? Yeah, for sure. So um, I guess first, like, thanks for the inviting me to this and the Instagram sessions. That was a really cool journey to just sit back and think about all these things and what it means to me. And and home is where you make make it is one that kind of came to mind quite quickly because you know the phrase already home is where your heart is right yes yes yeah 
so so this obviously comes to mind so often and it's such a famous phrase well known and and then i realized as soon as it kind of came to mind that that's not my truth so i mean my heart is everywhere my family is in trinidad is in australia is in london i can't uh say that at all and and then even more when i reflected on it i started to realize well home is where your heart is is maybe a bit negative or a bit like holding back because then you're always longing for something or you're always looking for something else and you're trying to determine well where is my art so for me home is where you make it is just trying to simplify and tell you that home is not a complicated subject it's not where your heart is it's not where your head is it's where you are so learn to feel comfortable with yourself learn to find your own little spaces of home and in your own environment Even Mm -hmm. if you're there in a busy city that you don't feel good in and you're sharing a bedroom with someone else, so you really don't have your own corner, then go and find a nice park to breathe in or a coffee shop on the corner or even nights where you're chilling with friends. Uh, That could be your home as well. So for me, it's just building your home anywhere, even if you're on a two-day holiday in Venice or in Thailand or whatever, just build your home in that space. It's just all about feeling comfortable and not longing for something else and not not feeling out of place, you know. Always remember that you are where you are and that's what's important. So Yeah, yeah. It's hard though, right? I mean, like if you are when you are away, I at least had moments of feeling like I want to go back where my heart is. <laughs> you know? <laughs> you've yeah. you've you've had these moments and but also when you come to the moment realize that you can do something about it you can make this feel better right exactly we all have that power and at the end of the day when you are doing that when you're longing for something else just really ask yourself like well what is the reason behind this so am i just having holiday blues like am i missing good weather am i just missing family or friends who are only a phone call away and Mm -hmm. what would be the difference if i left where I am today and went back. So if I would leave Germany today and go back to Trinidad, would that be better or worse? Would I not just actually end up missing my life here instead? You know, it will mm-hmm. always be, you can't have everything and the grass is always greener on the other side. So yeah. just be comfortable where you are. I think homesickness is so hard, especially especially now in a pandemic. I, I don't know if anything I have to say is relevant to people feeling homesickness in a pandemic because it, it just makes it so much harder. You yeah. Maybe you're in a country with a really strict lockdown and you can't go out and meet friends. Um, so it's harder to integrate. I, I don't know. Uh, so yeah. I feel sorry for those people and yeah. I'll do my best to talk to them. <laughs> yeah. 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 Do you have uh, your own experience when you feel super homesick? So I've had it in the past. I've now been traveling for 15 years, I guess. And I mean, luckily, um, I met my wife only five, six, seven years ago, something like that. Mm -hmm. And uh, so I acutely remember her homesickness because I met her only a couple of months after she returned to London as well. So I can kind of put together these two experiences. But overall, with homesickness, it's going to hit, it's going to come no matter what. And one thing I realized the more I thought on the topic is that the first trip home, that is the worst. So, I mean, for me, 
<laughs> so it, it's not it's not the actual holiday of being home, but it's the immediate experience afterwards. Uh, for me, I made the stupid mistake of making my first trip home after three months in England, and I went back in December. So basically, I landed from a Caribbean hot climate into mm-hmm. my first ever cold winter. And it was only three months, so I was like, "Holy shit, what am I doing here?" <laughs> it was uh, not not fun, and and you know the only way you can get through it then is recognizing, all right, well, what's going on here? For me, that was purely holiday blues, and you know I still have holiday blues today. If I go tomorrow to Mallorca for a weekend, to Italy, to anywhere, I will come back here and have holiday blues, and that's totally yeah. normal. So, so it's just recognizing that and saying, all right, well. Life isn't a holiday. I can't live there. I know my reasons for leaving Trinidad and I know my goals of the future. For me, my goals uh, when I first went to England was always first, get my university degree and second, get a passport. And I I would do anything to achieve those goals, especially the EU passport. It's so powerful. So I would stomach any homesickness and and focus forward, uh, just look forward and, and, and see that. And then for Jess, Let's say she didn't really have those goals. I mean, she was already German, so she was coming Mm -hmm. to the UK to live an experience. So for her, it was more, let's say, making up some different tangible goals. So such as she really wanted that experience of living abroad. So it was sort of an agreement that we said, all right, well, get through the first year, see how you feel. After three months, that's nothing. You didn't really experience anything yet. You're not having your circles around you and so on. So... Mm -hmm push forward, get through one year, and then reflect as well. You know, it's also important to, to, while it's all good to say, all right, be strong and handle this, you can do it. It's also important to know your limits, of course. So set yourself like, all right, I'm not going to burn out, but this is the absolute last straw. So if this goes wrong, then screw it. I, I can't do this. Ciao. And that's absolutely acceptable. But for me, it's, for me, it was really achieve the goals and finish and always look forward. So, Yeah. Yeah. So basically, yeah. but first of all, you need to be clear with the goals, right? And that, that helps mm-hmm. you, right? We need to know where we are going. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. apart from that, I, I've also just remembered two other things with homesicknesses, especially mm-hmm. in those really heavy moments of it. So mm-hmm. again, after the first trip home, for example, mm-hmm. it's... <laughs> Keep yourself really busy. So meet up with whatever community it is you have around you. And if you have no community yet, then make yourself busy by exploring what's around you. So cafes, parks, uh, just getting out the house. And Mm -hmm. don't spend that time being homesick calling your home. So calling your friends and family back home. I I find this holds you back even if they're really well-intentioned. So even if your family is very supportive and like mine, they probably say, yeah, you can do it. Just stay there, handle it another month. Yeah. Somehow somehow they're still going to leave you with this feeling of longing. They're still going to f- leave you with, all right, you're feeding the homesickness, basically. You're telling yourself, oh, I miss them. I'll call them and then I'll go back or something. So right. yeah, find yeah. your new community. My, my family gave me, advice when I first left the country it wasn't really with homesickness but it was how to integrate Mm -hmm. and they told me to it it sounds a bit mean but to leave all my Trini culture and Trini friends behind Mm -hmm. 
-hmm. and purposefully seek out new friends. So Mm -hmm. even though I went to uni with two Trini friends, I still met them like once a month. It's not like I said, all right, bye. I I will never see you again. (laughs) But Mm -hmm. this forcing myself to accept, all right, this isn't the right answer for me right now to surround myself with the same people and the same culture. But the right answer is for me to explore and meet new new people. This this worked really, really well. I then met a lot of, the, of others and I kept in mind that I'll always have my trainees there when I need them for that mm-hmm. once a month or, or the catch-ups or, or so on. And when I visit home, they will still be there. Mm-hmm. But now is about exploring, so. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, absolutely. That part I can relate, definitely. Um, what is the point of being in a completely new country, but hanging out, or li- liming out? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, liming. <laughs> liming, liming. Can I say that? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> what is the point of us doing this journey and being away, if not to be part of the new community and learn things and actually bring our value to the new community as, as well, right? Exactly. I, I don't. Everyone think has something to learn there. Exactly. Yeah. You know, just because we are detaching for a while because we are learning something new, it doesn't mean that we are losing everything. It, it stays with us. Exactly. You can't leave your people at all. Like, no. So I, I've been gone for 15 years. And as I said, in the first months, let's say I pushed some distance between us, but that hasn't changed anything. I still call my people from back home every now and then not so regularly as you do after 15 years but I still have a very good contact with them some of them were at my wedding here in Germany uh, you know we're still there for each other across the world so and while doing all of this right you're going around the world kicking ass in Europe (laughs) you know doing all of this and learning so much uh, did you ever have moments where you feel like, I don't know, maybe I shouldn't have gone? Like, have you ever doubt yourself or, oh, I'm not good enough for this? Or, you know, have you ever had that? And if you did, how, how do you handle that? So I, I, I think this was one of the hardest questions to reflect on in general. And maybe it's because you don't like to sit back and reflect on the moments of questioning yourself. Right. But in general, yeah, the moments do come. Um, my first move uh, from Trinidad to England, that was my easiest move um, because there was no real uh, language barrier. The mm-hmm. culture, yes, the culture is different, but I had some English family and so on. So I was already aware of the culture. It wasn't that much of a shock. Okay. And, and as well, I left Trinidad with a really clear reason. Like the island is very small. It's a bit close-minded. It, it honestly wasn't the right cultural fit for me. Although I am Trini and born and raised there, it it just Mm -hmm. wasn't a fit for me. So I left there knowing why I left and knowing again, what my goals are. So anytime I kind of had self doubts, it was quite easy to just say, all right, well, it's not like I can go back. Mm -hmm. Of course, of course, uh, on paper, I have a possibility to go back. And if my family Here's me saying, oh, it's impossible to go back to Trinidad. Then they'll probably say, well, what do you mean? I'm here. You could come. <laughs> this sort of thing. I still have the support system, but I do not allow myself that that op- that potential of seeing a back door. So right. that that was an easy move. But then later in life, when I moved to Germany, that was much harder. I don't know if it's because then 
I was more adult as well. So, you know, you become more inflexible as you age, but it's yeah. also, it was my first language barrier. Yeah. It was my first real cultural shock because I still had lost my island vibes in me. And <laughs> <laughs> the, the islanders and the Germans are very opposite. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so there were a lot of things in this culture and a lot of things still in this culture that I just, I don't gel with, I don't bond with so well. Um, and and honestly, I remember the day of my first paycheck. So I finally got my first pay slip and I saw it and I actively left work. I left work during my lunch break. I did not go back. I called Jess really, really angry and saying, I can't do this. I'm ready to leave because it's the first time I was texted that much. <laughs> and I, I did not expect it at all. So it was one of those last straws for me. And thanks to my community, so thanks to Jess, I, I calmed down and I went back in the next day and I said, all right, well, isn't like it's not like I could leave tomorrow and get on a plane tomorrow. So I need to sit there another week or two. And all that time we we're making plans. Okay, what do we do now? Do we just keep on trying it? Right. And then just by continuing to try it, another opportunity came, another opportunity came and life started to build itself around me until now I'm here four years later <laughs> wow. and and we still and we still talk about all right what, what's our next move um because yeah. we do live in a small village it's we miss city life we miss mm -hmm. village life we, we we don't know where to go next mm -hmm. but I think that's just part of life the more you move the more you move is the more the grass is always greener somewhere else and you just kind of have to end up settling and be somewhere so yeah yeah self-doubts come but no point feeling sorry for yourself when they come take the five minutes breathe speak to your support system and yeah just come through it <laughs> yeah 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 exactly and keep planning right like you said you keep looking at where you're gonna live next what you're gonna do next this is this is a process that never ends Absolutely. Planning is, I mean, that's so important for my own experience in life. And this is where the pandemic comes in and throws everything out. It, it makes everything so much harder to plan now. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, we, we don't know. Processes got interrupted, but we're here and we're enjoying it. We're seeing the good in things. And again, it, it's also knowing what are your own limits and don't burn out. So as I said, that paycheck, it was one of my last straws. And Yeah. I got talked down off the ledge then, basically. I got talked down, all right, well, you can't leave tomorrow, so I need to set a new limit for myself. But yeah, everything worked fine. For me personally, knowing that I can plan, like you can start designing what's going to happen. And then when it's possible, you'll make it happen. But, you know, I, I, I really feel that the planning part is saving me so much during this time. Absolutely. I mean, it is at the end of the day, a really good opportunity, just a really good opportunity to take your time to set a foundation to have everything kind of lined up, ready to go for when borders are open for when things are good, to, good to move again. Professionally, I would work with numbers and data. And it's difficult to say that looking back is not important because whenever you do this whole <laughs> analysis and stuff, you kind of look back and look at patterns and whether you prevent it from happening or 
predict that it's gonna happen. Um, but but I guess I get the vibe that you think planning is super important. But if you have to choose, which one do you think is more important? Looking forward or looking back? So yeah, I think for me it's quite <laughs> obvious. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and in black and white terms, it's purely looking forward. Uh, okay. Of course, of course, the world is in black and white, and you need to accept that with the hint of gray that. You need some looking back. You need some knowledge of knowing what you left behind, learning and growing from where you were. So taking elements of the culture with you, all the good things with you. Yeah. But but really, like looking forward is what gets me through. Looking forward. Uh, so going back to England, knowing that I was there for a degree, knowing that I was there for five years for a passport. These things are what kept me through it. And looking back, I think, I think that hurts you more than anything, at least mm. just from my own experience. And right. I left Trinidad at the same time as a lot of friends. So we all graduated school and we all left for university in right. different countries. So Canada and England and so on. And, you know, you get the vibe already when you talk to someone, especially friends of yours, on what they're doing. Are they looking forward or are they looking back? So mm -hmm. I would talk to my friends and they would talk a lot about home and a lot about the food they're missing, blah, blah. So looking back, basically. And the majority of them ended up quitting uni and moving back home or even mm -hmm. finishing uni, but then they would move back home right afterwards. And and this is what I mean by looking back just hurts you. And it creates a barrier from you moving forward, from you integrating and meeting people. And then you go back. I, I mean, there is nothing wrong with going back on paper. Some of them are very successful. Some of them are very happy with moving back and good for them. But yeah. for me, that that's not the part. So for me, looking forward. Yeah, I, I mean, definitely. And something you just said about your professional life as well. Like I'm, I'm running a business for the last year. And I remember six, four months ago having a... Mm -hmm let's say a heated discussion yeah. with um with a colleague and a tax consultant and so on because I was I was purely looking forward I was like okay well here is my projected uh revenue for the next few months blah 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 right. and well this is not your historical so therefore you cannot get a loan and blah blah and and I was there living like well if I'm looking purely at my historical data, then I should shut down my business today. Then, then what I'm doing it makes no sense. Yeah. And I can't live on that. I, I cannot look at the historical data. I need yeah. to look at where I am today and what I'm going to be doing tomorrow. And of course, yes, hi history data feeds what's going to happen, definitely. Yeah. But you can see trajectory. You can see the tracks that are coming. And so, yeah, yeah. I... I I really live the looking forward life in everything. And and for that, it's very healthy to be balanced with some looking backwards people around me. But <laughs> yeah, okay. Okay. yeah. And I mean, you also spend time reflecting and you also spend time learning, right? But, uh, you yeah. need to take the gray. You need to take the middle route. <laughs> that's it. That's it, right? Uh, I'm being mindful of the time. This is already half an hour that we're talking, Alex. Wow. I thought I told you six minutes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah i like to talk so yeah it's cool no thanks a lot yeah. um and maybe before before you leave is there anything you want to say to people who listen to this podcast and maybe are going through some struggles or uh, you know of being alone away from home and 
um, you know, is there anything you would like to tell them or maybe somebody who is thinking of doing this once the pandemic is over? Yeah, I mean, for people in the middle of it in a pandemic, uh, I don't know. All I can say is good luck. You can do this. Um, yeah. Just get through it. And better days are coming. It's it's easy to say, but better days are coming. And you just yeah. got to take advantage of any relaxation of the rules that you can and get out there, meet people. Don't spend your time online with your family and friends from back home, but try to actively be getting out there. And then for people looking forward to doing it, honestly, just do it. I, I think that's the one thing that I tell anyone, even my brothers back home, I always just say, look, just get out, just go do it, just try it. Yeah. And and push yourself through the first year. Don't quit after a month. Just keep on going. Yeah. Well, yeah. thanks a lot for helping me in doing this and talking to me. Really, thank you so yeah. much, Alex. Yeah, no, thank you for the invite. I really loved it. So that was Alex, everyone. Thank you so much for tuning in and listening to this session. Uh, in case you have any questions to Alex directly or to me or suggestion, you can always send me a quick DM, follow me on Instagram at the real Farah, and also don't forget to subscribe to Miles Away on Spotify or anywhere you listen to your podcasts. All right, thank you so much and I'll see you next time. Take care.